We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And he's putting on the handle. CJ going to shake him up. Good job, man. It's oh, over. my goodness. It's over. <laughs> it was a wrap. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 uh, WIP. You, Douglas, Joe Giglio with you. 215-592-9494. So, the NBA All-Star Weekend this weekend, you. And if you told me three weeks ago, a month ago, a Sixer would win the slam dunk contest, I'd be like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Who's going to win the slam dunk contest? A Sixer won. And I would argue 99.9% of our audience right now has never, never saw him before Saturday night. None. You know what's funny? My producer in Atlanta knew exactly who he was, Abe Gordon. Yeah, he was following we were doing, him. He was, we were doing like odds for who's going to win the slam dunk contest. I forgot who I said. I just kind of threw a name out there because it was really nobody that I wanted to follow. And, and he threw out Mac McClung. And he threw out the fact that Mac was a phenom in high school with doing all these crazy dunks and everything like that. So Abe Gordon, got to give a shout out to my producer in Atlanta. He called Abe it. Gordon, he called it. He called it. And he is – Abe is one of those guys that think he knows everything, so he is really down there. Like he's a, he's pumping his chest right now. Oh, like he's the guy. He yeah, knew he, that, he that dude. He's that dude. Yeah, he's definitely that dude. He's definitely that dude. Well, it was cool to watch him. He, I mean, he's only played in two NBA games. Hasn't played for the Sixers yet, and now he's the slam dunk contest champ. It was cool to see Saturday night. But last night, um, Hugh, I, I was actually not happy. So I'm watching the All Star game. They do the draft, and I'm like, all right, I, I'll watch it. And the game itself always is silly, and it's just basically them going back and down the you know the court for just two hours. Of, yeah, a bunch of no defense, no defense play whatsoever. But what I what bothered me last night has nothing to do with the game on the court. It's who was on the court. It, I was totally frustrated watching Joel Embiid play last night. Joel Embiid played 28 minutes in the All Star game. Hugh. He has had, he's been questionable for 12 consecutive games with a foot injury. And, and listen to this. Joel Embiid, this was uh, just a couple days ago about his, his thoughts on whether or not he should play in the All-Star game. This was, this was Joel Embiid talking about why he probably shouldn't play in the All-Star game just last week. I'm not sure. I'm not healthy. So, uh, you know, I haven't been healthy uh, for the past three weeks or month. I was just trying to get to the all-star break, um, you know, without missing games and stuff. But, you know, I feel like I've reached a point where, yeah, I really need to follow the doctor advice and, you know, miss, you know. Um, you know, back then he said uh, I sh- should have been sitting for two weeks. So that was four days before last night. That was the 15th after the Cavs game. He, he said it there. He's not healthy. He has been questionable with a foot injury for 12 consecutive games. It bothers me that he played in that game last night. There's no reason for Joel Embiid to play in the All-Star game. Like, the whole point of this season, and every season, for the Sixers and for Joel Embiid, is to compete for a championship. Hugh, there's no reason to play in that game last night. Not only play, like, all right, he wants to show up, he wants to be an All-Star, get drafted, wave to everybody, but don't play or play five minutes. Like, just kind of wave to He played 28 minutes last night. It's ridiculous. I understand. I, I can hear the passion in your voice and how upset you are, but I tell you, if it was me, I can't play basketball, but I would have played too for Janelle Monet. 
Janelle Monae was there. Did you see Janelle Monae? You think that's why he was there? She, she fine as frog here. Yeah, she's a she's a beautiful girl. Like he was there because number one, you're playing with your friends. Yeah, you're, you're playing basketball with your friends, and all the women. Did you see the women that were out there at the NBA All Star well, game? Well, they, they 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 love to be at that game. Hey, I tell you what, I uh, I called a couple of my friends out there. I even I even had my man Big Tigger was out there, and I said, slide Janelle Monae my phone number, tell her to call me. Do you, did she do it I don't yet? think he did it. No. I don't think he did it. He kind of he kind of laughed at me Do you me think she'll call it. if she has no, the number? she definitely ain't going to call. No. But, you know, you got to shoot the J. I am a prolific J shooter, even though I ain't never played basketball. I'm going to shoot that J now. But that's why you play. You play because you're playing with your friends, and you're playing for potentially, you know, you, you're trying to, you know, holler at somebody maybe. Maybe that was what it was. You know, you talk about the fact that you're out there, man. That that is a star-studded event. They put on a great show. You know, when you talk about all the celebrities that they bring out there and everything, they had Albert Pujols playing in the in the celebrity game. He was horrible, by the way. Oh, that doesn't surprise he, me. He was horrible, by the way. He's not even an athlete anymore. No, no, he's chilling. He looked like he was about to give birth in a couple months. <laughs> he looked like that during yeah, his final yeah, season. Yeah, he did. He looked like he was about to give birth. <laughs> but that's why you play the game like that, man. Yeah. You play because you get an opportunity. It's an honor. The way that they did the draft, the draft took like a half an hour. The way that they did that, it's like you get picked by your boys. You don't get picked last. You got to go out there and play. You got to you got to go out there and do something. Yeah, I find I found it selfish actually. For, you know, for the city of Philadelphia and, and for the Sixers here, I, I found it selfish that he played that game. It, there's no reason. Like I understand what you're saying, you and it's like a status thing, and he wants to be part of it, and and he's a star, and he's an all star, and he's an MVP candidate. But it, it bothered me that he played. I wonder, I'm curious if anyone else feels that way. 215-592-9494. Kyle, what are you feeling on that? Because I, you know, I, I saw the reports he was going to go after that quote. We, you know, that that line we played from him. He said it last week. Yeah. It wasn't like we heard or there was a report. He's still hurt. No, he said I'm injured. I'm hurting. He still went out there. I was like, all right, maybe he's going to go out there and wait to everybody. He played 28 minutes. I thought it was completely selfish. Yeah, I, I, I said this to you last night. He's still got some growing up to do. His priorities are still entirely out of whack. The guy cares way too much about individual accolades, like the MVP. We saw how emotional he got last season in the game following uh, the decision to not give him the MVP, and he was terrible. I think he lets his emotions and ego get the best of him a lot, and this is another example of it. And He's putting his body in jeopardy, and... Let's be honest, the Sixers' chances to win a title in jeopardy just with the decision to uh, go out there on a sore foot. Yeah, and I understand it's an all-star game, right? He's not, it's not full effort, but it's a foot injury. He's got a, he's on the, they got up and down. He running up and down the court. 28 minutes. Yeah, yeah he's, I mean, He's jumping, doing dunks, landing hard on the foot. Like, it's just not smart. He ain't yeah. that hurt. I mean, but, but now this is the thing. What are you going to do this week coming back? Like, we, you, you kind of you exactly. gotta, gotta go because you can't sit there. And say, hey, my foot still hurt because somebody's going to call you to the carpet. Somebody's yeah. going to say something they, to you about that. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. So I, I don't he, want to hear it. If he's questionable for that game, if he's if he's game time decision, I'm going to lose my mind. Like, what what are we doing here? Is this about the regular season? Is it about the it, what is it about, Joel? It, it bothered me that he played 28 minutes last night. Patrick is up on WIP. Hey, Patrick. Hey guys, how's it going? You sound great already. Thank you. Thank you very much. What's up, Patrick? What are you feeling? All right, with Jonathan Gannon, I'll. I'll I'll take my chances, right? Uh, you know, I think, Joe, in a way, you're going to be right for the wrong reasons next year, right? They have a harder schedule. They're losing some talent. The experience level's down on defense. Yeah, it's going to be hard. It, you know, statistically, we're not going to match this year. I mean, it would be very, very uh, significant accomplishment to really do what we did this year defensively. Almost impossible, Patrick, I would say. Right? Yeah. They, they had leads in those games. They got those sacks. Yeah. I wouldn't and, say it's impossible, fellas. Ooh, I wouldn't say 70 it's 70 sacks? I'm, I'm, 
okay, that might be <laughs> that might be a lofty expectation. But I'm saying, as far as getting back to where you were, listen, you get the right defensive players and you put them in the right scheme, man. You could be potentially better than the team that you had this year. Now, statistically, you might not have the same number of sacks, but if you get back to the Super Bowl, does it matter? If it does it matter? Because no, I can doesn't. look at because I I can I can say this and, and and we can we can argue about this. Do you think that this defense this year was better than the defense that won the Super Bowl? Yeah, I do. I think it was. I think it was. <laughs> I mean, so you don't like it, you you just have to have you just got to get in the dance, man. Get in the dance, and you got to play well, and, you're and there. you got to play well. Yeah. You got in your quarterback. He took a tremendous leap from one year to the next. Who's to say? I mean, if you if you're a bet man, you're gonna you could I would I would venture to say that he's gonna be better next year than he was this year. Why? Well, I, I think that fits him, right? Yeah, yeah that, it, that's it, his that's yeah. his mantra. It that's is. that's who Jalen Hurst is. That that's what drives him. This game for him, like he said, is a learning experience. Mm. This is not a failure for him. So he's gonna come back better. He's probably gonna be a lot more healthier than he was because we you know we talk about how he's been hurt the last, the first well, two it's years. True. It's true. Like you like these are things that drive him. So I think that this team has the potential to go back and, and make it to the Super Bowl. So, Patrick, you don't think they're going to miss him? No. No, I mean, let's face it. Uh, you know, Dak twice, Brady twice, Mahomes twice, Carr, Herbert, Rogers, Goff. You got to stop a guy once in a while. I get it's hard to stop quarterbacks, especially really good ones. But you got to do it once in a while. <laughs> they did. And he never did. They did. Never they just did didn't do it in the key moments that we needed them to do. Well, that's it. And the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And Patrick, we, we appreciate the phone call and we Damn get it, it. man. Yeah, I, I do think, and, and Kyle brought it up when we started the show today, you know, the numbers against the best quarterbacks. They're yeah. bad. Now, but I, I do think a lot of that is weighted towards last year. The, the first five or six games of his first season, that's when they played Mahomes the first time. They played Brady. They played Carr, who was better last year than he was this year. They played Dak. For the most part, this year, not many quarterbacks lit them up. I mean, nah. Goff had a pretty good game, but that was a lot of garbage time at the end. Dak had a really good game on Christmas Eve. That's that sticks in people's craw. And then there was the Super Bowl. Like, how many games do they get lit up? Three, two, yeah, two that, or three? Like, listen, that's a good day yes. when you talk about the NFL. It's hard. Like, listen, folks, it's hard to win games. I know we're pissed, we're disappointed, but man, I'm not as down on this team or this defense. As other people are. I mean, I get it. You know, blitzing was a thing and all this other stuff. But I, I think that there's potential there. Jordan Davis is going to be in another year in this defense. And they're going to need him. They're going to need him big time. You're going to get some more pieces. I think this I think this team is in a good spot as far as being in position to get back to the big Yeah, game. well, they're, they're, the offense, it feels like it's plug and play. Like, nah. you know, we'll see who the I, – I would guess Brian Johnson's going to be the guy. But it, it feels to me like plug and play. They're going to score a lot of points. The defense – and this is part of the reasoning why I think they're going to miss Gannon. You is, is they have they're going to have so many new pieces here. Which you said it, it could be a good thing, right? It could be like hey, they, stick them, let them play stick them defense. If you get the right guys, man. Like I, and this is because I play defense. I just feel like that trench play. It's easier to adapt your game to the NFL game when you're just asked to go out there and get after the quarterback. This is a passing league. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely. Teams want to throw the football. So you go out there and you get some fire breathers. You get some fire breathers up front to get after the quarterback. You're right back in business. Might maybe get some 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 guys in the secondary, get another corner or maybe two. You know, I'm not at least one. At least one. <laughs> at least one. And and you're right back in it, man. So it's 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 one of those things where I feel like it's not as doom and gloom as most people feel because Coach Gannon is leaving. So let me ask you this, and maybe you've experienced this. Have you were you ever on a defense that lost 
three, four, five pieces in one offseason. Because that, that, to me, is part of my reasoning I'm, I'm worried is new coach and half the defense could leave through free agency. It feels like, like will that take them a while to figure out each other? No, you never, never on a defense where that many pieces left. There was more like, you know, piece here and piece there, yeah. and you were able to keep it going. To have that many pieces, I think, I think it's a, it, it could potentially be a good thing because you got the new D coordinator coming in, and you had the new pieces so they could kind of learn as they go. Mm. Like, he's going to still have to come in and, and, and learn the guys he has and, and go back and watch a ton of film and try to get up to speed with what they like to do in their strengths and their weaknesses. But to have a few key guys in there, I think that it, it would be easier to make that transition. And i tell you what, man. Having a sign Reddick coming off the corner helps. Man, listen, listen here, <laughs> listen here. That guy right there, having him coming off the corner, that that makes my job that much easier. Well, in the last three years, he's been one of the premier pass rushers in the league. People man, just start. People listen. just started noticing. Yeah, this past man, year. listen, like that. That especially in the, in the way that this league is now, and you need guys that can come off the corner because you got the big dog in the middle. You got Jordan Davis. I loved watching him play at Georgia, man. And, and his you still believe ethic. in him because it was a weird year. Yeah, right? yeah. Because I heard a lot of people were like uh, he was bad on it. They were a little down on him. Yeah, first year in the league. I think he's going to get better. Well, I thought he played well, and then he hurt his ankle, and then he was out for four or five weeks, and it wasn't the same when he came back. But I feel like with a guy that big, that's got to be a really difficult thing to come back and play the same. Yeah, and then it's it's one of those things where you know I, the one thing that I remember about Jordan was he had a terrible game the first time that they played Alabama. Because, uh, uh, you know, we were talking about it and how he really, you know, he needed to – they were killing him sideline to sideline. They left him out there. He was tired. He came back that next game when they played him in the championship game, and he was a beast. I mean, he his work ethic is right where you want it to be as, as far as that position is concerned. I think he's going to be fine. Well, I, I I hope you're right, and I think you probably are because I, I was a big believer in him when he came out. Let's go to Dominic and Cherry Hill here. What's up, Dominic? Hello, guys. How's it going? You guys sound great. Fired up for the show, man. Night. Like I understand it's the All Star Game, I get it. Like, but I don't get it at, to, from the standpoint of a Sixers fan. Like, all I can think about is one of the worst moments was was him losing in Toronto and crying in front of everybody and all this other stuff. And I get it meant a lot to him, but like, dude, if you cared that much, a decision like last night not playing is one that needs to be made. It's one of the biggest. Biggest reasons why we will be successful in the playoffs this year and get past the second round is his health. That is number one, and he knows that. And the fact that he went out and went hard in a game that almost had 400-something points altogether, it's just mind-boggling to me, and I'm super frustrated. Yeah, I thought it was super selfish. Dominic, it's selfish. Like, there's, there's nothing that benefits you or me or anyone in Philadelphia or any of his teammates in Philadelphia by playing in that game last night. Like, what did anyone gain except he got to score, whatever, 32 points in an All-Star game? Nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing. And the fact is, this season is massive for, the, for this, like, in my opinion, the whole process thing and all that. Like, this season is it, man. If we don't get past the second round, like, I'm tuned out, dude. I'm done. Like, I, I love the Sixers. I'm still upset about the Raptors. I'm still upset about the Hawks last year. Like, I watched a lot of games. He's playing great. But, dude, like, there's a time that we need to make a stand, and, like, you need to do something. Like, get past the second round. Like, you're, I don't care about your MVP. I don't care about you making the All-Star game scoring 20-something points. Like, dude, we need to get past the second round, and this fan base and Philadelphia, this city, 
they need that, and that's what he should be thinking about instead of the All Star. Well, I think you're right, Dominic. I appreciate. It. I mean, you know, the um, the ante's been raised on the Sixers because of what the Phillies did and what the Eagles did. Yeah. Like now yeah, it's no like question our... about that. But you, you know, Joe, the thing that I that I realize or see. Sorry about that. But when when uh bas- with basketball players, they do not. It seems like they don't they don't have the finger on the pulse of anything. They're 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 more individuals, and, and mm-hmm. basketball is more of an individual sport. They don't care what you think about them. They don't care how you perceive them because to me, if if I'm telling people that I my 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 foot is hurt and I know we got this stretch coming up after the break where we after the All Star break where we're trying to make a playoff run, I'm not playing. But they don't they don't have that 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 um they can't read the room when it comes to stuff like that. Well, they don't care. What bothers me is is like don't say anything if you're if you know if you want to play in the game. And you're a little banged up. Don't tell us. Like, yeah, just play. Just play. Like they have the Grizzlies on Thursday. It's a big game. They have the Celtics on Saturday. It's a gigantic game. They've got a, a gigantic stretch coming up here in the month of you know late late February, early March. And you, I'm I'm going to lose my mind if, if he, he doesn't play well. Yeah, or if he or if he, or if he says I can't play. Which or, which one which one to make you more upset? If he doesn't play. Or he goes out there and he lays a clunker. Well, a clunker if it's followed up by, well, my foot is bothering <laughs> Well, then maybe you should have sat out. It's a built-in It's built in time off, right? When was the last game, Kyle? Should have set game your ass down, dude, Wednesday? and not play an all-star game. Yeah, I think it was Wednesday. Wednesday. So it's a built-in week, eight days off, right? They get eight days off if they're not in the all-star game yeah. to relax this thing. It's like baseball, right? Baseball gets, they play Sunday, they don't play again until Friday. You yeah. get a little break or a bye week in the NFL. If you you just use it, right? Sit down, rest your foot. What are we doing here? This guy just I like I like how you got really upset. Like you you're I'm really upset. upset. I am upset. <laughs> when when I saw him out there last night, I was upset. And then when I saw twenty eight minutes, I lost my mind. I was like, this is insane. What the hell is he doing? What, what is, are you doing? There's no reason. There's no reason to play. Tom is in Abington. Hey Tom. Yo, fellas, how we doing today? What's going on, man? Hey, Tom. Uh, the prodigal son returns to Philly from the ATL. Welcome home, Hugh. I'm back. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, all right. Hey, Joe, we've come a long way from the Joe Gilaquito days, haven't we? <laughs> oh, my, my favorite. <laughs> Tom, Tom's one of the best callers out there. Tom, what's up, buddy? All right. So I, I, I say we've come a long way because I fall right on your side today. I never understood the Jonathan Gannon hate. I thought he did a tremendous job, and I think he will be missed immensely to this team. So three main reasons, personally, why I think the Eagles lost the Super Bowl. Um, first off, I blame the players more than I do the coaches, uh, especially in Gannon's. I if you told me going into that game that our defense was going to hold Reed, Mahomes, and that offense to 24 points, which they did, and that Mahomes was going to have that stat line that he had, I would have taken that every every day of the week or twice on Sunday. I would have too, right? And I know there's the devils in the details, Tom, but if you told me exactly 24 points you know, on, on regular drives and they hold Mahomes under 200 yards passing, I'm in. I, I think everyone's in. Everyone signs up for that. Now, the, the three main reasons I see, uh, one would be the fumble by Jalen. Mm. Um, and my concern there is, although the Eagles fan base realized after this game that we have our guy for the next 10 years, I think the rest of the country sees it as a guy who fumbled away the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's but interesting. That's, I, I don't know if, if people nationally are thinking that about Hurts. I mean, you might be right. I mean, obviously, we're, we're kind of here. But I... I like, if I was neutral on it, I, I would have come away really impressed by Jalen Hurts in that game. No, he, play, he played a hell of a game. And and I think that I hear what you're saying, but when you talk about if the game would end differently, Jalen Hurst would be the MVP in my opinion. Yeah, yep, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Now, the uh, other two reasons uh, why I say I say they lost the game, 
Uh, one would be um, nobody played, nobody made a play on defense in the second half. All we needed was one play, right? Just one, like Brandon Granville in 17. That didn't occur, although you could argue it did occur that they made that stop at the end of the game, which brings me to my third and final point. The referee, I can't get past why he threw that flag. It robbed us of an opportunity. Have a great day, fellas. Well, Tom, we appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, you the the flag itself, and, and <laughs> that flag hurt, man. It's going to hurt for a long time. That, and that flag hurt. The, the part that makes it so frustrating is that they didn't get the chance to respond, right? If the if the same call happens with ten seconds to go, like there's only ten seconds when it happens, I think you got to just shrug your shoulders, like they, they that, yeah, that, it's a wrap. Kiss the baby. But there was time, and then the way that the game expressed itself with the timeouts, with the McKinnon sliding, it just it, it was like a slow death, and you knew it, and you knew it, like. They got the ball back, what, the 35-yard line? It was over. They had six yeah. seconds. It was over. Andy Reid knew. Coach Red, Coach Reed knew what he was doing. He was like, man, bump that. I'm not giving this kid another opportunity. No shot. Because that defense, to me, the biggest Achilles heel that the Kansas City Chiefs had was that defense, especially that secondary. That secondary could be had. They, that, and, and they knew that. And they were not taking any chances by putting Jalen Hurst and that offense back out there on the field and, and giving them enough time to do anything offensively. No, they weren't. And it's interesting, when McKinnon ran to the – at one point I was wondering if they were going to try to push him in, but they kind of let they, him go. Because they, they, they knew that. They practiced that. You know what's funny? That was reminiscent of the Brian Westbrook play when Andy was here. Yeah, against the Cowboys. Brian ran down to the, to the, to the one and just fell. I mean, because that, that's Andy Reid in a nutshell. When, when I saw certain things happening, I was like, that's Big Red in a nutshell. Man, that, that's some of the stuff that we would practice all the time. And and you saw him do it. He hasn't changed that playbook too much since he's been coaching. It's just that he has that quarterback. And that and that man, listen, Patrick Mahomes is a beast, man. Well, no he is, and, and yeah, he's a big part of uh, just you know a, a, a tough ending to to a, what was a great Super Bowl. Eric in South Philly, what's up, Eric? Hey, how you doing, Joe? Good, Eric. What's up, buddy? Yeah, um, I blame Gannon. I hate. I hate Gannon so much, man. <laughs> why? Wait, man, why? Why you hate? Why you hate? Can I ask why you hate him though? I hate him. All right. The reason – this is when I started hating him, right? His first year, that Raiders game, when Derek Carr threw for damn near 90% of the entire game, mm-hmm. that's when I started hating him, right? And just the philosophy on defense, man, the defense is too soft. And the reason – all the stats we we put up this year on defense, it's because our offense was so great. We put so much pressure on the other team that they had to pass the second half. They had to do something – and obviously our boys take advantage of that. Hassan took advantage of that. But Eric, before you go on, though, and, and I, I think your idea, your thought is probably right, right? That a lot of it comes from your up-in games, you get the pass rush. But to be fair, last year, that wasn't the Correct. case. Early in the season, the offense stunk, and the defense was kind of hung out to dry. So, like, right. we hate him right. for last year, but I, right. your, your point works both ways. Like, last year, the offense wasn't very good. All right. All right, let me ask you this, then. When's the last time we played a good quarterback, top 15, top 10 quarterback, and we made them look bad? Not often. Yeah, not often. Not often. I, I, I get it. Not often. I get it. The, the second half in the Super Bowl, right? We just needed one play. Not even one play. We just needed to take time off the clock on defense. Like, Why don't we blame the make, players, though? Why, the players are going to blame around here. Someone no, can make a play. <laughs> JT did not have to work in that second half for anything. Any play they call worked. Every single play they call worked. Running, passing, it don't matter. Every single play they call worked. Um, the DC for, for, for KC, I don't know. 
Steve Spagnuolo. Spagnuolo, Spagnuolo. Yeah, Spags. Everybody's saying, oh, we put up 35 points, but he didn't have a good game. He had a great game. You know why? Who had a, wait a minute, who had a great game? game away from us. He got torched. Wait a minute, you say, did you just say Spags had a great game? Had, oh, no. He had, he called, to me, he called a good game, all right? No. But why? But why? Because he doesn't have to throw the ball perfectly. And, oh, no. Like, look how many great passes Jalen had. Patrick did not have to do none of that. <laughs> Every pass Patrick had was wide open. No, no, three. no, bro, oh, no, bro. What, what okay, wait a minute. Okay, wait a minute. I know, I know you're upset, and, and I know you're upset. But that play where Jalen threw, well, excuse me, uh, Patrick Mahomes threw when he was falling down, that was not a perfect play to a falling Jason Kelsey, Travis Kelsey. Uh, he was, uh, he was falling down. Yeah, he was falling down. Well played. I mean, yeah, Patrick is great, though. Man. Like, <laughs> no, that's what, like, that's what no, 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 I understand you're upset, dog, but some but, of those plays, Patrick so look, was under pressure, and he just Patrick made some had. great He made some great plays. He had wide open. We couldn't stop the run. We couldn't stop him from throwing the ball. Every time they, they were playing keep, we, we were playing keep away from them, right? Well, that he was early. You're right, Eric. That was early they were, and then it flipped. Eric, we appreciate the phone call. And, I, I look, I, I understand the frustration, because that's where Bo was frustrated. Yeah, that was a frustrating vote. Yeah, you. I know you're frustrated, bro, but you gotta be. You gotta call it like it. You see it though. You, you have to call it. Spags' defense was getting torched. It was, of course. That's why. That's why Andy Reid wasn't about to put them back yeah. on the field. Yeah, the Eagles' offense. <laughs> they weren't. They weren't gonna do that. They moved it all game. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It's a hot board. Lot to get into here. Hugh Douglas, Joe Julie. We'll come back. Derek Gunn, thoughts on the Eagles' defense and the role of Jonathan Gannon. We'll also hear from Ray Dittinger what he thought of Gannon's defense. I believe the Eagles are going to miss this guy as he officially is the Cardinals head coach. Eagles, we got the news this morning, tried to keep him on a new deal that would have kept him here, paid head coach money to be defensive coordinator. I think they're going to miss him. Agree, disagree. And, and did Embiid playing 28 minutes of the All-Star game bother you guys? It bothered the heck out of me with a sore foot. We'll discuss. A lot to do. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.